Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is Sinithius, Sinithius, or habits. Your daily habits sum up the quality of your life. Journalist Tom Belsky says there's a big difference between motion and action, and for this reason, he recommends the book Atomic Habits when you want results. As James Clear, author of the book Atomic Habits, writes, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you rise to the level of your system. That system must contain habits little ones that turn into big things. If you want to achieve your goals, you should worry far more about your system of habits than anything else. Synetheus, create three and practice them each day so you can positively move the needle of progress. This is Kieran Moran, president of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Introducing the brand new QuadPod Podcast Network. We're adding new podcasts every day. Visit qodpod.com and meet our podcasters. That's qodpod.com. Ladies, we know our value in the world, especially when we take the time to care for ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. Our Kefi Life guest today is going to help us specifically sizzle inside and out. Charlie Johnson, world's leading fat loss expert featured in Men's Health and Forbes, is here to help us build muscle and create more energy with a time-efficient process. But we're going to really focus on ladies today and the female population. Wow, let's get started. Charlie, it is so great to have you here. My pleasure is all mine. So thank you for the very glamorous introduction. Oh, well, you deserve it. I just can't believe it. I mean, I've seen you everywhere all over the place. And what I really am impressed about, besides your knowledge base, because we've had you on previous episodes, is the fact that you walk your talk. I think it's really important when you learn from people and you trust people that they're doing what you want to be doing and they are living by example. That's probably one of the biggest things that frustrates me more than anything um, with social media, the fitness and the health industry. And, and I know I've alluded to it before, to the poor information that's put out. And I think, to be fair, I think the British media is probably worse than the American media when it comes to posting crazy things about what you should or shouldn't eat. You said something previously about, you know, and I just want to bring this up quickly because today we're going to focus on women and fitness or the female population. Uh, but I think this is really important, Charlie, and I've learned this the hard way, that it's not really about eating less, but it's about eating more of the right stuff. You talked about a calorie deficit with losing weight with just eating Mars bars, but eating less calories or something like that. But we people have to get it through their head that it's the quality of food they're eating. 100%. So this is something that's fascinating. And this happens all the time, in particular with women when they come to us. So they get the nutrition program, for example. They're like, holy cow, I can't eat all this. This is too much. I'm like, just just trust me, just eat it they actually end up eating more food in terms of volume and losing body fat really quickly. Now, that seems really counterintuitive, but when you actually eat good quality, nutrient-dense food, like 
you can eat quite a lot of it and then you, you will get results. And you have to think about it in terms of um, mechanics of how the body works. And like if you think of a, trying to think of a female way to explain this rather than talking about racing cars. You think <laughs> about like a Formula One car, if you put the diesel in a Formula One car, it wouldn't work. Whereas like, you have to put the right fuel in the car to get it to perform optimally. And essentially, this is what we're trying to do with the, the human body is to try and get it to fire on all cylinders to perform how we want it to perform and more importantly for us to feel how we want to feel because where the real victory comes is when you actually then associate eating well and having the right habits with feeling great not just looking great because that's what's going to be the big deciding factor in terms of you changing your life for good not just for 60 to 90 days if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense and i think that the one the more that we consistently follow that pattern and that um mindset the easier it will be to get and stay in shape. Uh, speaking of that, are there foods that you can tell women, because women like to eat, at least I'm talking about this woman here, <laughs> um, are there foods that we should or should not eat, like foods we should stay away from, like a top five list? Okay, so the best thing you can do in terms of foods is think about it from a very basic point of view, like generally. So I like to try and use logic with everything. So if you try and think about using single ingredient item foods, so for example, a potato is a potato, a grain of rice is a grain of rice, an avocado is an avocado. It hasn't been processed, manufactured or changed in any way. That's really what you want to be trying to looking to eat because that's going to have the greatest benefit to your body. And if you think about um, what certain foods are designed to do, so for example, nuts and seeds in terms of giving something life in terms of a plant growing, eggs in terms of giving something growth, something growing, you start to apply logic to these things that make sense. In terms of things for you to avoid, the most important thing I can tell you to avoid is processed oils and normally processed vegetable oils So and trans fats. So looking at fried food, um, a lot of heavily processed salts. Like I remember this was actually shocking to be fair. So the first time I went to New York, I went to Red Lobster. And I actually, I love Red Lobster, I'm not going to lie. So everyone's going to hate me now, but I love Red Lobster. And I, I looked on the menu and I was like, it's got salt water. He's like, what the hell is this about? Like, we don't have this in the UK. And I didn't pay any attention. Ordered whatever it was, like a mixed fish grill or something. And it was awesome. And then the next day I woke up and I felt so bad and a blinding headache. Oh. I went back to the restaurant again the next day, looked at the menu and I was like, the sodium count is off the charts. And that's what you've really got to be aware of is the things like that you're putting in your body. And obviously I didn't do that again because I, I learned. But as I alluded to at the beginning of this, what's really powerful is when you suddenly associate not feeling great with not making the right food choices, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. And being aware of what we're uh, putting into our body. I love that you went back to Red Lobster to check out the ingredients. That's really good. You really care about that. Uh, Charlie Johnson walks his talk. He is like, he's, a, well, you can read his intro because I want to spend time talking about asking him questions, uh, but do check him out. Should women, because we're talking about women in fitness today and food, should women weight train if they want to look lean? 100%. That, that is the greatest thing you can do. And in particular for older women. So I've been trying to get my mom to do this for years. It's just not going to happen. But um, as we age, our bones weaken with by called something called osteoporosis. Now, the way to actually prevent and reverse this is resistance training. And again, if we use logic and think about why would that happen, it's because we're putting a demand on the body to keep the bone strong. Now, if we actually look at what the number one cause of death in terms of quote-unquote old age is, what actually happens is your granny falls over, breaks her hip, goes into hospital, and dies of some sort of complication. Yeah. Now, she falls over because she's weak. 
Whereas if you keep yourself strong as you're getting older, you prevent that happening. You prevent yourself going to hospital. You prevent the potential death, if that makes sense. It does. And I find that when I exercise and I strengthen my body, my mind is also strengthened. I just feel like I can conquer the world, if you will. So it's like, it's, there's more to working out than looking good, although it really helps to look good and see that result. Uh, Charlie Johnson, my health coach years ago, Jill Albright, lover to pieces, put me on a plan by precision nutrition. And I see that you're certified in this coaching. What's the science behind this program? The science behind their program is for, from a fat loss point of view, is primarily just using a logic of cal- a calorie deficit. Because if you're looking to try and lose body fat and get a bit slimmer, you want to try and shape your body more, that's essentially what you need to try and get the body fat down. But at the same time, what we want to be doing is using resistance training to then um, add some shape to your, to your figure. Whereas like we've all seen stick skinny, skinny women who are skin and bones, and that's not what anyone would really aspire to, and you're also not going to feel great. Whereas if you want to look, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, I can't think of the top of my head. If you want, want to look like curvy and have a nice shape, you're going to have to have some muscle mass to your frame to do that. Now, a lot of people, women, it takes sometimes a little while to understand this. but And also from your point of view as well, in terms of enjoying life, the higher muscle mass you have as a woman and as a man, the higher what's called your basal metabolic rate will be, which means you will be able to actually eat more calories and essentially get away with it. So if you want to go at the festive period, and you want to enjoy yourself a bit more at Christmas, if you've got an extra couple of kilograms of muscle mass, chances are your body's going to utilize those calories much better than if you didn't. And you will also much more likely to have uh, better insulin sensitivity, which I've spoken about before, in terms of your body's ability to utilize carbohydrates and also prevent uh, type 2 diabetes. So much pertinent information with nutrition that really plays into how we feel, how we look, et cetera. Uh, you've coached women from all over the world. I was checking out your page. I went to your website. By the way, kudos. It's really slick. I really like it. You make it easy. You make it engaging. And you make it really inspirational. Charlie Johnson coaching. Love it. Uh, but with all the women that you've trained, what is the number one problem, complaint, conflict that they face or we face? Maybe you can just kind of like address that. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that trying to get women to weight train and like, oh, I don't want to get massive. And I was like, like, trust me, it's not that easy. I've been trying for a long time. Like it, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't work like that. And I think this is where women this is very interesting. And like a lot of people talk about this. Women need to train like men, men need to train like women, because men train too heavy and and women train too light. So it needs to be the other way around. Women actually need to use more weight and use higher loads and push themselves a bit more in a lot of cases, obviously with correct form. Um, whereas men need to do the, the opposite because men tend to be very ego driven. Um, so that's really something I would suggest a lot of women think about. But when, when you're talking in terms of talking about that, for you to get the most bang for your buck in terms of what you're doing and the most return on investment, investment, sorry, return on investment of your time, I like to have a very efficient approach with everything. You want to think about doing bigger movements. So like, um, squats, deadlifts, um, like big movements pull-ups um work really really well rather than you can do all the bicep curls or like cable press downs you like but it's not going to have as big of an impact as working really hard at those big exercises what about burpees oh, i hate burpees they are they are, <laughs> they are they are they are like one of my coaches dan is a crossfit guy he, he will contest this um 
Burpees are awesome for fat loss and getting your heart rate up. I personally am not a massive fan of that type of training for body composition because in particular as you get older because you're putting a lot of impact through your joints all the time. Right. Whereas I'm I'm I have a few mechanical issues with flat feet, so for me that doesn't really help in terms of longevity point of view. So I want to be around to be able to do this for a long time. And this is a common misconception a lot of people think about is that lifting weights you're going to get injured. The gym is an incredibly controlled environment. You should never get injured in the gym as long as you're doing things correctly and you're actually thinking about what you're doing. And when people get injured, it's either because they're using too much weight or their form is incorrect. You know, you talked about uh, squats and that reminded me of my daughter. And this was the question she wanted me to ask you. She's like, mom, ask Charlie Johnson about weight loss tips. I want to know weight loss tips. So I know that's a general question, but if there's anything you want to say about women and weight loss tips... Uh, some great tips. So this is not a plug, but I, cause, cause I like them. So that's an aura ring that I use for tracking steps. Um, one of the best things you can do is making sure that you hit a minimum amount of steps every day. So a fancy word for this is what's called um, NEAT and it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is essentially just moving around and burning calories. So I work from home a lot of the time. So if I didn't actually go out or didn't go to the gym, I could do like 3000 steps, which is horrendous. Now. <laughs> In reality, I try to do 11,000 steps a day, which means I have to go for a walk for at least like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. So one of the things you can do if you don't want to spend all day in the gym or if you live in a nice part of the world by the beach or something, just go for a walk every day. You going outside, spending time in natural sunlight is one of the greatest things you can do, in particular actually from uh, a neurological point of view because walking stimulates the left and the right hemisphere of the brain. And also you looking into like long distance also helps a lot with brain stimulation. And all these things almost have like a synergistic effect of working together. Now, you might not think necessarily this aids with fat loss, but if your mood is improved, if you feel happier, I can guarantee you will lose more fat than if you're depressed and you're locked inside all day. I have to agree with you. And I still want to talk about hormones and the scale and what your opinion is of the scale. But first, I've got to ask you, you are extremely knowledgeable on this plane of wellness, which includes fitness, food nutrition, uh, living your best life. Are, are you an avid reader? Do you have edu extra education? Like you really know a lot. Um, I'm a massive nerd and just immersed myself in this since I was 18. So initially it was from a, a selfish point of view that I wanted to make myself the greatest version of, of who I could be. And I know I've spoken about this before in terms of um, the fear of the day you die, you could meet the person you could have become is quite a powerful thing to think about and also not letting those people around you down. Now, when it comes to actually learning, I've learned a hell of a lot from just trial and error on myself. And that for me has been the big thing that I've then been able to apply to clients because I personally know how it feels with um, going through like eating disorders, disorders, struggling with binge eating, struggling with working in a busy job and, and trying to stick to a diet, all these things that a lot of people have to try and struggle with. So that has a big impact. Um, but for people learning, I would suggest the best resource they can do is firstly, be very aware of who you listen to. Don't, and I like hate if anyone ever calls me, this is a fitness influencer. Don't follow what your favorite influencers do. That's probably not the right thing because they normally have an agenda of they're trying to sell you something and just try to learn to think critically and try it and you apply logic. And if you can learn those two things whilst improving your knowledge um, and the best way you improve your knowledge is have someone guide you through that process and have that feedback loop of you learning how your body feels as you make progress and have someone externally telling you what to do because it's very difficult to compartmentalize how 
you emotionally feel looking at yourself and with how you feel in terms of what you're eating, where it's very easy for someone from the outside in to tell you what to do. And I actually, I'm, I'm a great example of that. I'm, I actually say often, I'm a product of coaching. I've probably got four or five people coaching me right now in different aspects of my life. And I probably have done for the last five, six years. I spend a huge amount of self, self-development and um, education. So you, and that's really, really beneficial to know because the place that you're coming from is one of education, critical analysis, and it's critical analysis. And it's really, truly, Charlie Johnson, a way, at, uh, the way we look at life, the way we look at food, the way we look at fitness, how is it helping us? What is it doing for us, et cetera? In our remaining moment, I have to ask you, how do you feel about the scale? Uh, this is a very common question, as you can imagine. So the scales are very important for one reason for people to have as a variable for us to monitor. But respectfully, uh, I haven't sworn this podcast yet, and I'm not going to swear because I'm trying <laughs> to swear on people's podcasts because I often do. Uh, I don't give, an, like, I don't give a, a crap where people, what, what you really weigh. And neither should you because really what matters is how do you feel and how do you look? If you're happy with those two, do you care what the number of scale says? No, you don't. So it's important to, to know so we can monitor things. But realistically what i want to what I, where i want to see improvements with clients is how how do you feel and how do you look and another really good measurement to go off is uh waist measurements so the circumference of your waist uh where your belly button is is a very good indicator in terms of fat loss because for example if your body weight is staying the same you're getting stronger in the gym um and your uh, body sorry your waist circumference is coming down you're clearly gaining muscle tissue at quite a quick rate and your body fat percentage is coming down, so your body composition is improving dramatically, and your weight is balancing out. Because if you ever see a pound of muscle versus a pound of fat, sorry, a pound of fat is much bigger than a, a pound of muscle, so it will just balance out on the scale, and you might not see a huge scale change, but you're losing a lot of fat. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, and I can't wait to listen and learn more from you, Charlie Johnson, the leading fat expert, and you're the number three coach in the UK. Uh, so I was the number three on Forbes internationally, but I was the top fitness coach. It was including business coaches and I don't know, other, some other psychological coaches, mindset coaches, I think. I would have been really nervous. I'm glad you didn't tell me right away because I would have been like, abri, abri, abri. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Johnson, you've been awesome. We'll put all your info on how people can connect with you in show notes. And thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for time. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the Law Offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. My daughters and I love to walk, mostly for all the reasons that Charlie stated are important. We want vitamin D, we love breathing in fresh air, and we use our walking as a way to get our beloved black Labrador Athena out for some much needed exercise. However, when it comes to relating fitness to walking, we make it fun by tracking our steps every day. Tracking steps is a great habit to build into your day for accountability and creativity. You can group share your steps, you can set goals, and it's really rewarding when you meet your walking steps quota. Be olakala all as well with a pedometer, Apple Watch, or your iPhone so you can record your foot movement each and every day. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com. 
at KeffyLife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Keffy Life.